Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, 1-866-405-8405, it's toll free to the dream team. The aforementioned, the big guy that he just told you who the dream team was. Dr. Debbie's here answering your calls. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, Joey Turner. And I'm looking at today's show. It's another mess. I'll be real honest with you. It's, if it's a nice day out where you are, I just shut off the radio right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's that good, huh? Big show on the way. We yeah, need to do something spectacular. Wow. Jo- Joey, I hope you're talking about something really spectacular today. You know, I'm going to be talking about uh, medicated shampoos and how to make them work better. You know, it don't sound that spectacular right now, but when you hear me talk about it, it's you'll be think big. it's spectacular. Big, it's big, huge. big. It's bigger than big. It's okay. huge, I tell you, huge. What about you, Stace? What do you got? What's your limit on expiration dates? I mean, will you eat stuff that's past the expiration date? Sure, sure. Uh, it, look, bread stores, they sell bread, you know, week-old bread that people buy. Um, milk, that's a little tough. How about chicken feet? How long would you go before you'd eat a chicken foot that was expired? About two weeks. <laughs> oh, I've got a, a expiration date of 1967 that people were eating a chicken in the 2013. Yeah. Wow. Mm, not great. I'll tell you the details coming up on Animal Radio News. How about you, Alan? Chicken feet. People should have expiration dates. We really <laughs> should. <laughs> Speaking of expiration dates, I think you've noticed over here that the Petri dish that once contained my clone Uh-oh. is now empty. What happened? Oh, no. Yeah, what happened? Oh. Somebody eat it? No. It ran away. It, I cloned myself. And it, it, it left? I cloned myself. I it just, was a wise clone play. and it, it took off? play. It, no, it's doing work for me now. This, serious, guys. You know, a couple of weeks back, we heard about the dog that was cloned. And then, of course, there was Dolly the sheep. They were all cloned. Mm-hmm. And so I figured I'd do the, It can't be that hard. So I put a little DNA into this Petri dish here. And we watched it. A couple of weeks, the, the cats got into it, mm-hmm. and then it grew a little bit of fungus, I believe. And uh, I came in yesterday. It was gone. It called me. Apparently, had my phone number. And Did uh, you find it out mowing the lawn or something? I, and I, I've actually made more than one clone. And I'll be real honest with you. It's it's starting to get a little bit upsetting. So I'll tell you, if I'm a little off base today on Are the you, show... It's because you're the clone. No, I'm, not, I'm the real guy. Uh, I'm the real I guy. don't how believe do it. Yeah, how, how do we how know? Do we know? I'm the real guy. I'll show you my ID here. Got an army of clones that sit around and do nothing. Yeah. Animal Radio. Hal. Yeah? It's Hal. What do you want? I'm trying to work here. You call that work? Yeah. What do you want? This cloning business has gotten way out of hand. I'm tired of being your clone. Every day it's something new. I've always got to do your dirty work. Okay. Dude, the neighbors have got to know what's going on. Why do you say that? Well, doll, let's see. She saw you come home from work, and Uh then I come home five minutes later. What if she calls the authorities? Chill out, Hal. Cloning will be an everyday thing in a few (laughs) years. No one will even think twice of it. I gotta go, okay? Okay, can you pick up some toilet paper on the way home? Yes, is there anything else that you want? (laughs) Yeah, I love you. I love you too. Bye bye. Bye. Uh, This is rough. Oh, man. What do you, there's going to be a Hallmark card for this. Yeah. Oh, it's a Hallmark card. This was the high point in my career today, I guess. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. 
It was an odd scene in a Honolulu courtroom recently. Dogs of all sizes, even a spotted rabbit named Roxy, were among those gathered to watch as Governor Lingle signed a pet-oriented bill into law. The law allows residents to leave a trust fund for the care of their pet. Sixteen other states have passed similar laws. The average amount left to a pet is twenty-five thousand dollars. Although in 1993, tobacco heiress Doris Duke left a hundred thousand dollars to her dog, and Golden Girls actress Betty White's will is reportedly leaving all of her five million dollar estate. To her pets. Now that's a lot of dog biscuits. To find out if you can put your pet in your will, contact a local attorney. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team: veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Hi, Doc. Hey there. Hal just talked to his clone. Who's his clone? Hal. He, he is. Don't he you is. remember I was cloning myself way back? Yeah. Oh, his clone is now me. grown. I thought it was a piece of meat in a, te- a petri dish so far. <laughs> no, it, it. No, they love each other now. They talk. Oh, we don't love each other. Yes, that's yeah, just we heard silly. you say that's that. That's just silly. I heard it. I heard it with my own ears. I have a visual a of like King an inflatable movie. Hal doll, and I'm getting creeped out here. <laughs> Well, you know, you know, oh, no. you of all people should be able to get this because you're a doctor, and they they cloned Dolly the sheep, which seemed pretty complex back in the day. Then they did that dog. What they a, did the cat too? The cat just recently. So I figured it couldn't be that hard, right? We put this in a little yeah. little DNA in the petri dish, and as you notice, battery over the past few weeks, there's been what we I think you referred to as a fungus, or was it Joey referred to as a fungus, and then. Of course, I came in and the dish was empty. But I've worked it out, as Alan can attest. Yes, uh, some very complex chemical experiments have produced the HAL clone. HAL 1, we call him. <laughs> there might be more than one. I don't know yet. Animal Radio? Hey, HAL. Yeah, it's me. HAL number two? Yeah. Hey, listen, on your way uh, back from the station, can yeah. you pick up some laundry detergent? Uh, okay, but you got to pay me back, okay? Yeah, okay. I'll okay. talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. There you go. How many are there? <laughs> See, it's really working out. <laughs> You got him running. New this fall from Stephen King. <laughs> it's Hal, or is it? We're going to do some calls. Uh, Let's go to the phone, shall we? You'd have to be afraid normally that one of the Hal clones would, you know, get jealous and want to take over Animal Radio, but, you know, you don't have to worry about that with this show. Nope, you certainly don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Let's do this call for Dr. Debbie. We haven't talked to the listeners in a long time. It's like someday we'll have a, a whole shelter filled with HAL clones, and we'll have to try to get people to adopt them, <laughs> give them a good home. I'm getting really creeped out here seeing HALs walking around. <laughs> going, hi, Animal Radio. Can I help you? <laughs> uh, hi, Animal Radio. Hi, Tracy. How are you doing? Hi, thank you. I love your radio program. I listen to it every chance I can get. Me too. Thank you very much for listening. What's going uh, on with you? I have a 15-year-old GSD. He's almost 15, and I look at it as I'm taking it's doggy hospice care right now. He, in 2006, he was diagnosed. Um, an X-ray showed that he had hip dysplasia, and okay. that I was warned he would he will he'll feel it when he gets older. And now we're at that stage where his legs started crossing the other leg, and 
he was still walking on his own, but then he kind of slipped and had a bad fall, and now it's a point where he can't stand for more than five minutes before he's down again. So he needs okay. to be guided by a rear harness or even his thick tail. He's pretty much, he's not incontinent, but he still needs to, sometimes he loses his bowel movement, mm. okay. but not all the time. And we've taken some different specialists, and cold laser therapies help, but it would get worse again. Um, I guess I'm at a point where when do I call it quits and does he qualify for hip replacement as one vet orthopedic surgeon said. And I remember listening to your show and there was another lady who had a similar issue, but she had a small dog, I think it was in that case. But my friends would tell me, you know, it's time to put him down, but he's got a lot of energy. Like when you hold on to him, his tail and his rear harness, he takes off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Tracy, the hard thing is that you may have hip dysplasia present, but I, I don't know. I, I think you've got something else going on along with that. The main reason is that hip dysplasia definitely can cause you know stiffness, trouble getting up and down. But especially in German shepherds, when we have that kind of crossing over of the back legs, there's a couple other processes that we look at, and those are usually involved the, the spine. So, so German shepherds can also get some lumbosacral disease, so disease along that that very last part of the spine where the t- kind of the the pelvis and the tail and all that connect. And um, problems in that area of the spine can cause nerve dysfunction to the back legs, and it can cause them to kind of be wobbly or lose their sense of uh, where their toes are in in, in the world. Um, the other big problem that w- is very common in German Shepherds is degenerative myelopathy and um, uh, kind of dragging the tops of the back legs or crossing over or being un- uncoordinated in the back end. Both of those conditions really kind of come to the forefront when we're thinking about a German Shepherd having mobility problems. So arthritis is one thing, hip dysplasia is one thing, but, you know, it sounds like we've got more of a neurologic um, dysfunction that's going on here. And and, and for that, golly, um, 15 years old, you've got a, a phenomenal lifespan that you've enjoyed with your baby. So I would be hard-pressed to talk about doing orthopedic surgery on this fella. Unless because we the could... surgeon said he, said he qual- age doesn't matter. But I said, well, he was, he, you reminded me, the one that did give him some kind of new test showed that he was he had DM. But mm-hmm. okay. degenerative myelopathy, but they said they need to do another X-ray to prove it, and I have to sedate him, and I don't want to sedate him. To, yeah. And it just so the listeners kind of knew, degenerative myelopathy is a problem that occurs very much so in German Shepherds. We also see it in Corgis a lot. Um, and it's a problem where the spine loses um, some of its covering. So what happens is with time they lose um, the function of their back legs, and it can actually even progress up to the front legs. So it oh. doesn't really hurt them, but it... It's just they don't know where things are, and they'll drag their legs, um, cross over. They can get sores on the top of their legs. And there is a DNA test for at least one of the main uh, genes involved with degenerative myelopathy. So if that was done, it basically, um, you know, if, if that came up negative, that's wonderful, but doesn't mean he couldn't have degenerative myelopathy, and you'd have to do other types of testing. And those are generally done under general anesthesia, MRIs, CT scans, myelograms, things like that to try to pr- prove or disprove the other causes, um, like the spinal problems um, and some of the other issues that can go on. So if you're not really prepared to that, you know, because that's a big workup on a 15-year-old dog, and I'd say a German Shepherd to live a lot longer than 15 is, is, you know, we're counting the days there. So I really just couldn't advocate. (laughs) Yeah, I really couldn't advocate doing something quite so aggressive in a pet of that age. Would you put him under sedation and have him do x-rays on full hip and back? 
Now, x-rays are a different thing, but if we're talking about doing uh, myelograms, CT scans, MRIs, those are usually processes that take hours to get a lot of those types of things done. Um, but if there haven't been x-rays since 2006, yeah, I would yeah. welcome that. And they might oh, not really? need to okay. knock them out fully. Um, but yeah, prove or disprove that we have something in the spine. Um, but you, you mentioned a couple other therapies, things that you can do. So even if you're not looking at doing surgery in this older fella, um, some of the physical therapy we know with uh, degenerative myelopathy, dogs that have really intense physical therapy fare better and they live longer with better quality life than dogs that eat, even just get little bits of physical therapy or that get none. And, and the numbers are really staggering. Um, I think the uh, the intensive physical therapy dogs live about 255 days with the disease. When those with no therapy lived about 55, so less than two oh, months. Wow. So really, if you have a physical rehab um, facility in your area, that would be one of the best things you can do. Cold therapy, you mentioned, can be helpful for some dogs, um, but really a lot of it's maintaining that existing muscle mass, keeping those joints moving is, is really so important at this point. So he should be in a pool? Swimming or a water treadmill. So, you know, he may, he may not have a lot of strength, and I don't know what his you know, physical condition is, but sometimes it's starting really slow with a water treadmill. But there's other exercises in physical therapy that can be done. Um, those are, you know, similar to what we do with people where we have physio balls um, or balance boards, things oh, like that. Oh, okay. Um, it's not something that I would say, hey, just go try this on your own. Um, so I would really recommend, a, you know, a licensed physical therapist for this. Um, but it can okay. help. So I hope that helps, Tracy. That's a lot of information there. So my best wishes to you with your baby. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. We're waiting for your pet call at one 1-8-8- I forgot it totally. Hell, help me. Oh, and you used to get on my case when I did this. one 405 8405 It did take me about a month to remember that. Didn't have enough caffeine today. I think that's going to be my excuse. You know what I think it is? I think Mercury is in retrograde. Kimpton Hotels and Restaurants, the very first hotel company to welcome pet guests, goes way beyond just allowing them to stay. Kimpton has no restrictions for size, weight, or type of animal and charges zero fees or deposits for pets to stay. So when you travel with your pet to New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, D.C., and other major U.S. cities, stay at Kimpton Hotels. Find us at KimptonHotels.com. And while you're at it, enter your pet's photo in Kimpton's third annual Paw Parazzi Pet Photo Contest. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. What do you think about when you're driving? Music? Sports? We think about nice, big, fluffy piles of insulation and filters and motor suspension and water projection and things like that. We're Bosch, and we are the quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S., You could say we wrote the book on quiet. And the next chapter is flexibility. Nearly every Bosch dishwasher now features a third rack that holds silverware and whisks and tongs and spatulas and increases your loading area up to 30%. How did we do it? Well, as we said, we're Bosch. We think about things like that. Come see what we've invented for you. See the complete line of Bosch dishwashers at Lowe's or visit Lowe's.com slash Bosch. 
Quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. based on an average of sound ratings on major brands' websites. Major brands define as Trackline Top 10 Brands March 2013. 30% more loading area compared to a Bosch dishwasher with two racks. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. You going to get another dog? Well, if I could find, I mean, you know, some of the mixes that I love, you just got to sort of bump into them. You got to be lucky, like an Airedale Shepherd. I mean, have you ever seen one of those? was the coolest dog ever, man. He was smart, and he was fast, and he just had a great temperament. He was an awesome dog. You know, you should get yourself a clone instead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will go to the uh, aisle seven at Walmart, I believe, sells them. The cloning kit. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Kempton Hotels. You think your pet's cute? Well, of course you do. This is the last weekend for you to enter the Kempton Hotels Paparazzi Pet Photo Contest to win the ultimate hospitality getaway at your choice of Kempton Hotels, the pet-friendliest hotels in America. And uh, what is it, the 31st? The deadline, that's this Wednesday. Want to get your pictures? And you can vote. If you're not uploading a picture, you can vote. You pick the top 20, and then it's up to the Animal Radio Dream Team to pick a winner and of course they'll head off to wherever they want there's a kempton hotel jet blue will send you there it's all good stuff stacy you look like you're pondering something remember that movie snakes on the plane yeah i I can't remember who starred in that movie maybe you know how but anyway uh there was a flight attendant who decided to bring her pet rat with her on the plane that's always a welcome sight right but she she stuffed it in her pocket and it kept moving around and then she denied that she had it I'll tell you all the details coming up on Animal Radio News. Jeez. Jeez. Next week we have Beth O. Or Beth Ostrowski or Beth Stern. I don't know. However you want to look at her. She's on this show. Doesn't really seem to excite anybody around here in the studio. <laughs> so, well, this cloning thing, I mean, it's, it's just very exciting. It opens up whole new avenues. Like, you know, last week I was trying to get Dr. Debbie excited, and you told me that genitalia is her big thing. So, you know, maybe one day there'll be a genitalia clone cloning I, kit where, you know. Are we yeah. talking genitalia today? Because I can't prepare. <laughs> I did, too. I am told, what, what do you got, girl? What do you got? Because I got something wonderful. Well, I, I don't know. Are we disclosing that <laughs> It's genitalia talk on animal she radio. She came prepared. So yeah. what does that mean? What, is your, what does that mean? Okay. All right. Well, no, because I, I, I told you I got probably stuff that's going to top anything you can come up in that realm because it's real and I see it here. Um, hermaphrodites. Um, really? Seen li- yeah. Seen little girl dogs with little penises. Wow. Um, it's really kind of crazy interesting and you know i like wacky and weird so um and then you know we've even you know spayed dogs and uh found testicles so um, wait, but i want to go wow. back to the hermaphrodite do you spay or neuter that animal yeah well well it depends because um some of them will not develop fully um but the ones that um they're generally females that just have a little extra hormone going on so the, this particular one she was actually we were spaying her and we actually found what looked like to be a testicle on one side as well huh. and sure enough when we looked down at her little vaginal parts there was uh kind of a her, her clitoris was actually developed uh, more and it actually looked like a little penis wow so well, um, let me ask you this can, can a dog like that get itself pregnant no 
No. Um, okay. Uh, we'll have that sex talk off air, Alan. Hashtag Alan's sex talk. Yeah, I'm just wondering. I mean, you know, there was a lot of silence. There was like three seconds of silence there while Dr. Debbie pondered that. She was just trying Decided. to be nice to you, Alan. Yeah. She didn't want to make you look like a that, fool. But there are some really interesting things that happen in Mother Nature. It really does. So, yeah. um, so Is that what it? do you got? Yeah, what do you well, got, yeah. Alan? What do I got? Well, it's the uh, very rare and unique, uh, it is called called the genitalia borneo worm and wow. it is actually the reason why they call it that it is it actually resembles just it, it looks like genitalia and it has eyes in it and that's what it is it's just a a huge uh genitalia with eyes that's what it is and, and you, you find it in borneo borneo is the country you find that in it, and is that on humans or animals we're talking humans here no no it's the genitalia Borneo worm. How big it's is just this a, it's, worm? It's a it's a three inches long and four inches high. I think that, that this is this story is lacking a visual, and I'm not very excited without a visual. Yeah, so um, you, well, you got to look that up. You got to look that up on the internet. Can we try the whole Beth O thing again? Okay, next week Beth O, Beth Ostrowski. Is it Ostrowski? Ostrowski. Beth, St- yes. Beth Stern. She's going to be on the show. Woohoo! She's a big animal lover. You see, there you go. That is the way to respond to something like that. <laughs> that is, uh, we're very excited because she is, of course, a big animal lover. She is. She loves her animals. They she have loves her animals. Dogs, yes. Stacy, what do you got going on? Well, there was a very scary break-in in Australia at a thrift store. Uh, the whole place was ransacked. And wait till I tell you who ransacked it. I've got all the details coming up on Animal Radio News. I'm just, you know, I'm hoping that it wasn't me that ransacked it, because that's the kind of stuff that I'm finding <laughs> out. Meanwhile, the phones, all the phones are ringing white hot for Dr. Debbie, for dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, animal communicator Joey Turner, Animal Radio. Ow. Yeah. It's Hal, your clone. No, I told you to stop calling me. You're getting me in trouble with my program director. She says the cloning bits are outdated. Yesterday's news. Where do we keep the peanut butter? You're not listening to me. Why don't you ever listen to me? Come on. Are you listening? Yes, I'm listening. Okay. What do you think it's like to be your clone? It's no friggin' day at the beach. I mean, come on. I'm being harassed by creditors oh, all day. Not that bad. Got fat <laughs> chicks coming up to me, kissing me. Where did you meet these women, Hal? Why do you keep calling me at work? Leave me alone. Don't call Dude, me. Dude, your life sucks. Do you mind if we continue this conversation when I get home later? I suppose. Talk to you later, okay? Loser. Yeah. Which one well, was you. that? I'm afraid to go to this one. Hi, Anita. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? A little freaked out, frankly. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear you on this side of the phone. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Long Beach. And what's going on? I have a little um, terrier. She's actually a mix. She's a rescue. And she's about two years old. And from the moment I got her, she itched and itched and itched. Mm. And she's white in color. I don't know if she's allergic or... Um, I do give her a half a pill of child allergy relief, and I'm just wondering, is there a way I can identify what she might be allergic to, or is there something I can do to help her with to relieve that itching? Let me ask you, does she have any kind of sores on her skin, any redness, hair loss? She's got very pink skin, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't see anything. I I use uh, flea control. But I can tell it's really sensitive. Like, she'll get on the grass and she'll rub herself and rub on her back. Mm-hmm. And I can tell she's just trying to itch. You said you're from Long Beach, so you're in California. So uh-huh. 
We definitely need to address the flea situation. Um, the And there's a lot of ways we address fleas. So it isn't always just putting a topical on once a month and you're done and over with. It really depends on okay. the incidence of fleas and as well as uh, flea allergy dermatitis. Because fleas by themselves, that's one part of the problem. But there are pets that have a really hypersensitive response to the saliva uh-huh. of the flea. And those that do, they can have just a single bite and just go bazonk. Um, they really okay. uh, can be really bothered by it. Um, so, you know, if you have not been to a veterinarian, it does not sound like you have, that's going to be my first recommendation. So the first thing that I would do if I had your baby in front of me is is really look around the skin. We look for evidence of uh, parasites. Sometimes that uh-huh. may be it's secondary type uh, changes. We may see a little bit of what we call excoriations or just little abrasions that can be uh, occurring. There also are skin mites, which are microscopic, that we have to check for by doing a little test called um, a skin scraping. We abrade the skin, okay. look at it under the microscope. Pets that have that kind of mite or what we call mange can be horribly itchy. And um, if we try anti-itch meds, we're not going to do a darn thing for your dog if we don't identify that. So I think that vet visit will be well worth at least kind of giving you some guidelines on what what therapies might be the way to go. And if I can rule out there's no mites, then you know we might talk about allergies. And and definitely in a white-colored dog, I'll tell you, allergies are really common. So um, Maltese's, a West Highland Terrier, white boxers, um, pit bulls, they tend to have a, a lot of issues with skin allergies. And some of those may be triggered by seasonal allergens, pollens, grasses, weeds, things like that, environmental right. things, um, wool, human dander, dog dander, cat dander. Um, and then sometimes it's actually foods that they're sensitive to. And right. so there can be an overlap of all these allergies. So it's really kind of complex to just say, what do you think they're allergic to? Because we have to eliminate some of these things. So your veterinarian can do some skin testing for allergies. And those are kind of how we figure out what a pet's allergic to in their environment and in the world around them. Now, you can do Beautiful. some simple things at home, and uh, until you can get to the vet office, I would certainly say an antihistamine, and hopefully that's what you're using. Um, an antihistamine can right. be helpful, and it's usually only helpful for pets with mild allergy or itch um, problems. So if okay. uh, that hasn't seemed to done it, most things like Benadryl can be given every 8 to 12 hours. So if it's not done that frequently, that might be one thing to look at. The other is um, colloidal oatmeal products, shampoos, um, colloidal oatmeal. It works kind of like people when they have chicken pox and you soak it in a vino bath it helps to soothe the skin temporarily so dog okay. products can also have this ingredient and it's it's a good general thing to try before you know you can get to that veterinary office that sounds really good i thank you for that broad spectrum thank you for your call anita dr debbie of course is toll free at 1-866-405-8405 with your broad spectrum as well as uh, alan cable dog trainer extraordinaire animal communicator joy turner and dog father Joey Volani. And that is brought to you by FlexRx. Like people, dogs as they get older, arthritis is really the most common problem they face. FlexRx doesn't just mask the symptoms, it restores natural joint function. FlexRx is available at pet shops and retailers across the country. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in spring. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. 
Flex RX is available at pet shops, retailers, or visit ProLabsPets.com. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal balance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-921-8020. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-921-8020. That's 1-800-921-8020. 1-800-921-8020. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, a fresh chicken foot may not be the first thing that most people reach for when they're looking for a snack, but even less people would choose a 46-year-old chicken foot to satisfy their hunger. According to the Daily Telegraph, police in China seized 22 tons of expired meat from a Vietnamese smuggling group back in May. Investigators say they found chemically treated chicken feet Ready for this? Dating back to 1967. Oh, they had expiration dates on them, as well as rancid tripe and throat that was supposedly on its way to the Chinese food market. All right, let's back up here. Who eats throat? What is throat? I mean, I've heard of tongue, and that's gross enough as it is, but what is throat? Uh, I don't know. I guess it is when you buy that whole chicken and there is that throat in there. I didn't think people really cook that. I had no clue. Um... I guess maybe, you know, a little sauce on it probably tastes good. But anything dating back maybe to 19, 1964 to 1970, I, I think I probably would need it. I'd pass on it. But then again, you know, everything's good stuffed inside an egg roll. Dogs in Henley, England are being blamed for the lack of baskets on the town's lampposts. According to the Henley Standard, the council's officials have banned hanging heavy decorations on the cast iron ornate posts because of structural damage caused by dog urine. Resting at the base of the lampposts has caused some of them to, to uh, break. But while Henley's county councilor, David Nemo, says the lampposts are popular stops for dogs out on a walk, he notes that there isn't any evidence proving that the pups are the only problem. Road salt, flood water, drunk people, they're also possible causes for corrosion. An American Airlines flight attendant from New York taking legal action to clear her name after being accused of, ready for this one, hiding rats in her underwear and then sneaking them onto the plane. 
The New York Post says that Luan Gambitista has filed a lawsuit seeking unspecified damages, claiming the accusations have left her with debilitating anxiety and created other issues that made it nearly impossible for her to show up for work. Her problems began last year when one of her co-workers allegedly noticed an unusual bulge in her pocket. Hmm. And other claims to have caught her trying to sneak the rodent's food during a flight. No rats were ever found by her, uh, but uh, her passport was flagged because of the accusations. And she's been subjected to stops and searches every time she goes through customs. American Airlines says they will respond to the claims in court. Is that a rat in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? I know that was too easy, right? Well, who the heck is going to stuff a rat in their pocket? That's insane. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. What do- Dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding. Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal balance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-921-8020. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-921-8020. That's We're having more fun than allowed by law here today. 1-866-405-8405. That's the toll-free number to connect with the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie or dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joy Villani, or in this case, animal communicator Joy Turner. Hey, Ray, how you doing? Hey, good. How about you guys? How are you guys doing today? Oh, splendid. I got Joy right here. What's going on? Hey, Joy. No, I, we had a dog pass away a couple of years ago. It's a little chihuahua. Her name was uh, Missy. And, uh, you know, I've heard you guys last week and... Um, my wife and I were just kind of wondering if she, uh, you know, I kind of gone back and forth. You know, if we, uh, she was having a lot of multiple seizures and, uh, we just, 
you know, so eventually, you know, we had to, uh, you know, at that point, it's more about is it keeping her alive for us or for her, you know, and, you know, quality of life. And uh, so, you know, we always think about it from time to time. And we recently, about a year ago, we uh, we purchased another uh, Chihuahua for our oldest one. And uh, this will be our third one. And she just, she gives, she reminds me a lot of the other one, you know. She has the same characteristics, kind of the same you know, she keeps her tongue out a little bit. You know, she got a little longer tongue than most dogs, so it kind of hangs out a little bit. But, you know, I just wonder if she ever thinks about us or anything. Well, it's very funny because when she comes into me, first of all, she's very bouncy. She's just so exuberant. Okay. And when you mentioned about the other dog having a lot of the same characteristics, uh-huh. her response was, ha! It's the same soul. Oh, really? She knew that that body just really, really had to go away because it was such a problem for her. Right. She's very grateful, very happy, very appreciative that you took care of that for her so that she didn't have to suffer that misery anymore because she hated those seizures. So she's with you. This body is apparently quite a bit more well than the other body. She is so totally delighted, first of all, to be back with you, she says. Second of all, she's very delighted that you recognize her. And she says she plans on having a better life this time with a body that works better for her. Okay. She's very happy, well, and she wants to know if you're really very well, happy and jumping up and down like her. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it just, you know, it's, I don't know. I've always been kind of skeptical, but, you know, she carries the same characteristics and some of the mannerisms, and, you know, it's kind of like, I am a, she's kind of a. What, what was that? Was that your wife? No. I'm actually at a uh, high school reunion. Okay. <laughs> a 25th high school reunion, oh. so I kind of stepped away for a second to talk to you guys. Okay. So that's how important it was to me to, to uh, Good. talk to you. Because basically, you know, some of the older toys that we had for, for Missy, she actually, like you said, it makes sense because she practically took to them like she they were hers from the beginning, you know. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for calling, Ray. We appreciate it. one 405 8405 to connect with the Dream Team. Judy's going to be taking a vacation in a couple of weeks, and she's taking the dog with her. As always. And I think more and more of us are taking their dogs with them. We have Pat Kapishke. Kapishke. You just like saying that. From, yeah, I do like that. I, I'd like to change my name to <laughs> Kapishke. Kapishke. Uh, from uh, Wall Clipper joining us again. Hey, Pat, how you doing? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Mercury is in retrograde, I've learned. <laughs> we don't know what that We don't means, know what it means. But we're just having all kinds of but problems. But that seems to be an excuse yeah, for Got to blame somebody. So we're, right, right. we're going on vacation. We're heading out to Vegas in a couple of weeks here. We're taking the dog, Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog. She's kind of a spoiled dog. And hey. we, we do treat her like a human. Sorry, Alan. We do treat her like a human. She does walk in front of us, and doors are opened, and red carpets are laid out for her. <laughs> uh, but she has to look really good. Tell me how we can do this with wall products. I know the waterless shampoo is great for traveling with. Absolutely. And that uh, that is really the first product uh, that, that I would definitely recommend. I mean, the nice thing about it is, as it sounds, it's a no-rinse waterless shampoo, completely brand new this year from Wall. And the whole idea was that, you know, we are traveling with our pets more. I think I saw a number that 40% of pet owners are taking their, their pets on family vacations this year. So, um, you know, a couple of great new products that are easy to pack in your suitcase but can really can help avoid a, a stinky and a hairy situation from unfolding is, uh, number one, the no-rinse waterless shampoo. And, and as it sounds, uh, there's no water, no hoses involved. So the idea is that, obviously, when you're going on your 
vacation with your pets on your vacation itinerary, you know, typically bathing isn't one of those things, but it right. doesn't mean that, that our dogs aren't going to refrain from rolling in a mud puddle or, or getting dirty. So this is a great product because you simply uh, foam up the shampoo into your hand and massage it into your dog, and it removes those top-line dirt and just keeps them uh, smelling fresh, a nice in-between uh, traditional bath type of product. And it's a oatmeal scent, so great uh, fresh-smelling scent, oh, wow. number one smelling scent right now. Okay, so now I've got my pet clean, but what about their their blanket is still a little, a little stinky. stinky. Yeah, yeah. Ladybug's blanket gets it's real stinky. stinky. Yeah. yeah. So we've got a couple of other great products for that, and um, number one is the odor neutralizer. nice thing about this product is that it's not a, a ma- it doesn't have a masking agent to it, so it, it will remove those odors and just keep the natural scent of your dog. So for those people that don't want the overly fruit-smelling or or perfumey smelling product on their dog, that's a nice product. And then another one is this doggy deodorizer that we have. That is, it doesn't it doesn't neutralize the odor, but it does provide a light mask to the to the dog. And what's great about this product is all of these products are all natural, so you can spray them directly on the dog. And this particular product has a eucalyptus spearmint, so it's it was actually tested with a, with a number of pet owners, and it tested very well because it has a light scent to it and not overly powerful. This is all great stuff, and in fact, I'd like to give away some. If you're planning on traveling or thinking about leaving the house sometime in the near future, I'll give me a call at one 405 8405 right now, and I'll hook you up with the odor neutralizer, the oatmeal shampoo, and the no-rinse waterless shampoo. And I'll tell you what, if you work for a shelter and you're trying to groom these animals to, to get adopted, also give me a call. I'll throw in a lithium-ion rechargeable pet clipper kit from Wall. Joey Bellani can take odors out just by staring at them. I'd rather use the Wall products, though. Vinny Penn, the party animal coming back at you. Uh, last uh, installment, I tackled the cat people. I'm going to do it again. I was at a friend's house the other night, just moved in uh, with a, a new girl. And we're, we're sitting there, we're sitting at the kitchen table, having a couple of beers, having a good time. All of a sudden, her cat just hops up on the table. It's just allowed to just walk across this table. Uh, I, I've heard of this before. I've heard of certain cat owners who are like, you know, the cat can do whatever it wants. It's allowed to walk right across the counter and, and step right over your sandwich, for God's sake. I know she would have French kissed the cat if the cat came up to her and was so inclined to slip that sandpaper tongue into her owner's mouth. But, you know, I'm just sitting at the table and it's like, do you wipe it down afterwards? You know, if you guys throw a bag of chips here, is this cat going to be allowed to like walk right by me and and plug right into the bag and, and have as much food as it wants? The worst part is this girl's got a kid. The kid came walking into the room and she said, don't come in here tracking your mud off of the sneakers. Now, let me get this right. This animal that has just been pleasuring itself and and doing who knows what else around the house and down in the basement and in the wall and wherever else can walk across the area where you eat your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But your son can't walk into the kitchen with his shoes on. What is going on with cat owners? Imagine if the dog jumped up on the table like that and walked across the table like that. What would there be? Absolute pandemonium. But this is yet another cat owner who has decided she runs the house. I think it's funny. She's a diva. That's what she was saying that night. She's a diva. I won't be back to that house for a bite to eat. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm Vinny Penn, party animal, animal radio. 
Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hey, Bridget, how you doing? Hi, good. How are you? Good. What's going on? Well, I got a four-month-old puppy. I got him last weekend, so I've only had him a week. Uh, I'm a truck driver, and uh, he's got a food issue. Every time I go to eat something, he demands some of it. Oh, he's got an issue. <laughs> he's got the issue. Hey, Bridget, let me ask you this. What do you do every time he demands some of it? I turn my back on him, and he sits behind me and yells at me like he barks. And then what do you do? He just sits back there and barks, and he gets um, mad. He's not getting mad, okay. Uh, hey, Bridget, let's talk about, let's talk about, firstly, do you eat in the truck? Yeah, my truck, yes. All right. Why don't you just take your dog and lock him in the back of the truck while you eat so he can't even see you eating? Oh, okay, okay. Yep, yep, just do that. And, and I'll tell you how to do it, Bridget. Just start eating. As soon as your dog starts acting like a lunatic wacko, turn your back on him, pay no attention to him, eat for uh-huh. about five minutes, calmly stop, Pick your dog up and put him in the back of the truck. So he makes the connection that while you're eating, he's going to be locked up if he acts like that. And do it over and over and over again. And then start introducing the word or the or a sound like shh so that he understands that that's not the behavior you want. But in, don't no. talk to him. Don't look at him. Don't give him any attention at all. Just pick him up and remove him so that he starts to make the association, when my mom is eating, I've got to behave myself and be quiet. And then introduce the, the corrective word, shh, and then teach him to go to a spot and lay there while you eat. And do this step by step, step by step, Bridget, slowly over time. Because he's only four months old and they're very crazy. They got a lot of, a lot of energy, a lot of, uh, you know, they don't have a large attention span, so it's going to take you some time. But just don't buy into it. He's not mad at you. He's just trying to get attention from you, and it's working. So the way to 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 control that and combat that is to not give him any attention when he's doing whatever it is you don't want him to do. Okay, okay. When he's doing what you do want him to do, you tell him he's a good dog. There you great. go, girl. That's the only problem I have with him is when I'm trying to eat. <laughs> Otherwise, he's great. Just lock him up so he can't even see you and do it. It's just the way I said, and and over about two three month period, he's going to calm down and learn. Also, feed him after you're done eating, never while you're eating, and don't put the food down right away. Hold it and just stare off into space for a minute, so he starts to understand you control the food. You're in charge. Ah, okay, I can do that. Great. I love you, Bridget. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for your call. We appreciate it. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Yes, sir. You know what's funny about that is if if the if you didn't start feeding your dog from from the from your hand or table food to begin with, you probably wouldn't have that problem. It's funny because exactly. my mother in law, my mother in law just um, rescued a um, pit bull um, type mix and um, great dog, great female, and the dog. Um, everyone was around the table eating, and the dog didn't bother anyone. And after about two weeks, and my mother-in-law, she um, she likes to eat, and she <laughs> you know feeds the dog a little bit, feeds the dog a little bit. Now you can't even open up the refrigerator no. without the dog looking and wagging its tail and jumping on you. So That's you know what? Terrible. Don't feed the dog to begin with. Absolutely. 
You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hey, this is Big Ant from Rescue Inc. Remember, spay and neuter your animal and abusers are losers. Now back to Animal Radio. Is Mercury in retrograde or something? You would know that stuff. <laughs> I wouldn't know that stuff. <laughs> I never claimed to be an astrologer. Okay, you're right. Common misconception. <laughs> it's all from the spiritual world. Yeah, well, you know, and it kind of is, but I don't know. It's like my email is not working for some reason. Uh-huh. I mean, not mine, but my server that has my email, Fairpoint. Uh huh. The whole email thing is not working, so maybe Mercury is in retrograde. Seems like uh, Mercury's been in a lot of retrograde lately. I think so. I was going to tell you guys a story. We got time for a quick story. This is an insane story. It's funnier. It was 1988, Super Bowl Sunday. I was invited to an Italian guy's house in Chicago. I had an Airedale Shepherd, brought him over there. And I said, Cody, go down, stay. And he's got a, uh, the dog with the spots on it. What the heck are they called again? Dalmatian. Dalmatian. He's got a Dalmatian and some sort of mix, and they're just lunatics. They're running around all over the place. And one of them, the Dalmatian, jumps on the table, grabs the ham, and runs off with it. And the wife is chasing the dog. And so I'm sitting there. And the guy comes up to me and goes, how the heck do you get your dog to sit there like that? How do, how do you do that? And I go, well, what's your, what's your biggest problem? What, what would you like your dog to stop doing? Give me one thing. And we're sitting at the table, and he says, I'd like my dog to stop begging. And as he's saying this to me, he's feeding his dog uh, unconsciously. <laughs> he's just feeding his dog from the table, the one that stole the ham. And I said, buddy, you gotta lock your, this is at a time where crates were thought to be cruel. I said, you gotta get a crate. You gotta lock them up first of all when you eat. He goes, I can't do that. That's so mean. And I go, no. <laughs> What's mean is what you're doing now. Because don't you get mad sometimes when your dog begs? And he goes, oh yeah, I get really mad. And, and I, and I whap him on the nose with a newspaper and it does no good. And I go, you, you mean to tell me that's not mean? Your dog doesn't even know why you're whapping him on the nose. Cause you're feeding him sometimes and sometimes you're not. He can't make the distinction he doesn't understand what you're doing that's why he's nuts do you know what it would have been a funnier story if you would have said in about 10 minutes later they asked me if i wanted a piece of ham no that dog took the ham i don't know where it went but they never found it he ran outside he went went into the garage through his doggy door and the ham was never seen again and i don't think he ate it i think he buried it out there somewhere for later let's take another call for dr debbie we have tony on the phone welcome to the show tony hi what's going on uh, I'm calling because my daughter had originally two dachshunds, and then uh, she had a litter of five, then went on to have, and she kept them, then she went and had another litter of five, so she had a total of 12, only gave one away because she doesn't have the heart to give any of them away. Why? She she doesn't have the heart to give them away? (laughs) Okay. No, she loves them dearly, and uh, I don't know. She said that um, she, when she was younger, I had given away her dog, and she was very heartbroken, so she quit. Mm. So let me she get this straight. You have 11 dogs? Or her daughter? Your daughter has 11 dogs? Yes. Whew. Oh, my goodness. So the first thing I would say is the benefits of spaying and neutering here. I cannot stress enough that we need to intervene and, and we need to get some help for for her household because there is no reason to have repeated breedings um, just for the experience or because she loves dogs. Um, you know, we have to make sure no, we have reasons. She didn't want to 
start to happen. Well, it's going to happen. Dogs do that. (laughs) They will reproduce when given the option and the opportunity. It is our job as their human caretakers to make sure that doesn't happen. So we need to take those steps. So whether you have to walk her in to a veterinary office and help get her that help that she needs in making that connection and to make that determination. Um, you know, now some people might be able to keep 11 dogs and to care for them appropriately, but my general feeling is that that is too many dogs for one household, um, unless you have support. Now, Octomom and, you know, all those people who have multiple births can attest that you need help to take care of that many beings, whether they're human or animal. So that would be yeah. my concern. So, um, yeah, yeah, we need she to. Does, uh, have some, you know, she can't, she has people come in, but, uh, I'm still totally against it and I can't seem to, you know, talk her into giving any away. Uh, in the meantime, not to mention the cost and, um, you know, I tell her it's selfish because there isn't any way that you could give enough attention to all those dogs either, besides, exactly. you know, amongst many other things. But um, would you say, well, the male should be all neutered or... Absolutely. That is the, probably the easiest place to start, is to get those boys taken care of. Now... Rather than the, the females, right. Well, I mean, that's usually an easier fix, if you will, uh, for many households. So that would be one thing to do. Now, the thing that I think we need to really talk about is that you've mentioned that, you know, these dogs may not be getting the care that they need. Now, dogs are social creatures, and they really do thrive on interactions with people. And it is pretty difficult, if not impossible, for one person to provide that level of closeness and that social bonding that a dog needs to be really you know, happy and to thrive in their environment. So that would be one big selling point that I would say for her. But I will be honest with you. I think we need to get some help for your daughter in the human healthcare field um, because this has toned to me of a possible hoarding situation. And the situation in that veterinary and human healthcare person to help her out and to see, because as if I were face-to-face with her, you know, we could say, okay, why isn't your dog spayed or neutered? Let's go through this. What are the risks? What are the risks of having 11 dogs in the house, not alone fights, infectious disease, parasite control, all of these things, social um, situations just due to overcrowding, all of these things play a role. Whether we want to look at them and recognize them right. or not, they will be there. Right. Uh, parasites is something I also read that, you know, uh, the owners, the humans, can, uh, you know, contract them from their pets. As well. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know how prevalent that is with your take on that. Yeah, absolutely. It is it's totally possible. So, it, and that's why there's communities that have animal ordinances. There are regulations. So you don't have 25, 40 dogs because it's hard to meet their needs and it can be a human health care risk. So, yeah, that, I mean, I think. Yeah. Um, we really need to not worry about hurting her feelings. We really need to worry about getting those pets out of there and then hopefully getting the help that she needs to recognize this behavior and, uh, you know, hopefully turn that around there. Good luck with that. We appreciate your call today and, and wish okay. you all the best of luck. It's a tough situation you have to deal with there. I know you're going to do the right thing. Yeah, I really thank you for your help, and I'm going to, you know, try to resolve this, hopefully. Thanks. Let us know okay, how it goes. Thanks. Okay. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is John O'Hurley. You're listening to Animal Radio. And remember, most importantly, please spay or neuter. 
Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Whatever you do, don't let him in the studio, okay? I don't know who's who anymore. How do I know? Ask for ID. They all have the same ID. They clone the IDs, too. They make copies. So how do I know who is who? Who's real? Let's just deal with the show now. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll try to do the best we can today. Dr. Debbie's here, of course. You heard the big guy. He just told you who all's here. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. And uh, I'm having problems with my clone, as I told you earlier. I think we've uh, fixed that problem. But you're seeing a marriage counselor. I am seeing a (laughs) counselor. Oh, go ahead. Make fun of it. Make fun of it. This is very serious. I thought this was just going to help me out for a little while, but, uh, you know, doing laundry and tasks, errands for me, but it's actually turning into a problem, and I think we have it resolved. Now, next week, this show, as I mentioned earlier, really, there's not a lot going on. We're answering your questions, uh, the whole clone business and all of that, but next week, Beth O., Howard Stern's wife. I don't know if she really appreciates being referred to as Howard Stern's wife, because she really is a woman on her own. Yes, she is. uh, Who loves the animals, who's working with the North Shore Animal League, and uh, that's next week. There's texting going on here in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) I I took that by my house. It's not fair. You're having a side conversation. You're passing notes during the show again. I don't like that. I'm sending him clone porn. We're sitting five (laughs) feet apart from each other, and he's texting me. Yeah, Debbie, we can can text each other, and let's keep the boys out. There you go. We'll send some secret messages. Yeah, what what, what would you gals text back and forth to each other? If we're texting, like, animal, like, hermaphrodite pictures, is that considered doggy porn? I smell a harassment lawsuit. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Debbie's been drinking. It's just... It's one of those wacky days when we start talking testicles, you know? It's just yep, a lot of fun. Yep. Oh, yeah. Hey, Stace, what are you talking about today? If you could have any exotic pet, what would it be? You know that most people would choose a tiger? That that would be their favorite exotic pet? I don't think I'd do that. Uh, A lot of people would like to have a pet dinosaur. I don't know how you would get one of those. I mean, I could see you could get a tiger or you'd go to Africa or something, but how do you get a pet dinosaur? I'll tell you about uh, this survey that they did coming up on Animal Radio News. I want an elephant. What what does it say about people that they would want, you know, for a pet, an animal that could kill you in less than a second? What, you wouldn't want a monkey? No. You mean a tiger? Oh, haven't you seen Friends? You see Ross on Friends? Only a doorknob would would get a monkey. (laughs) That was a little monkey. It was like a little capuchin monkey. And he's a big doorknob. He'd have to be on steroids to attack you and kill you. (laughs) I mean, you know, some of the plots of the show where the monkeys, you know, remember the one where the monkey's growing up and getting aggressive because you know, the monkey <laughs> That's a great monkey one. love? Yes. I mean, <laughs> that was yeah. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> We're revisiting old friend show here on Animal Radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what's in the water today. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405. I said, enough. Hey, gang, this is the Money Man, Eddie Money. Make sure you spay to your pets and keep the dial right here to Animal Radio. It's the greatest station in the world. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Most romantics like a little privacy when it comes to courtship. But pandas take it to a whole new level. In fact, so little is known about the romantic life of pandas that a TV team from England set out to find out what really goes on behind closed doors. 
or at least behind all that bamboo. Pandas live by themselves and only come together during mating season, so they're really private and hard to get close to. The film crew had to be extremely quiet. The program Wild China shows pandas in an altogether different light than the shy, placid bears you might see in a zoo. The usually silent male pandas were seen barking and shouting. One producer described it as Chewbacca's from Star Wars in a bar fight over a female panda swaying back and forth in a tree. Finally, the biggest male can be seen chasing off the competition. And the smitten female panda rewards her suitor by coming out of the tree for love. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Hey, did you see my post on Facebook about the things I pull out of a dog's ear? No. No. What have you been pulling out of ears? Oh my gosh. You know, there's all sorts of stuff that can get in the ear, you know, but the one, this poor little dog, it was a little dachshund, and she had um, one ear that we pulled out foxtails out of her ear. That hurts. Yeah, everyone knows what foxtails are, those little seed parts off of plants and grasses. The other side. Wait, 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 let me, let let me guess. Can I guess? (sighs) Okay, go ahead. A thong? (laughs) No, there's no thong in a dachshund's ear. Think how small it is. Yeah. Okay. Alan, do you have a guess? For what was in the dog's other, the other You're not even listening. Can you pay attention? Can you pay attention to this whole story? I'm totally listening. I'm trying to imagine how it gets, how something could get in a dog's ear. I know. I can't figure that out. All right. So in the (laughs) other ear. Now, come on. This is really cool. You're going to think this is neat. Okay. The other ear, we pulled out an insect. Wow. I do believe, at first I thought it was a cricket, but I do believe upon examination of the pieces and parts, it was a cockroach. Oh. See, doesn't that scare you guys? I mean, you know, your ears are just like, they're just like open. There's no door. Any bug could crawl in your head while you're sleeping. (laughs) That that freaks me out. That's freaky. Now I'm going to have to put cotton in my ears at night. Yeah, I wear earplugs for that reason. Is that the reason? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want nothing crawling in my head. <laughs> Too late. They're trying to, to crawl leak it out. out of your head. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you see the story? I don't know. Last year, I was reading a story about a woman whose head was itching, and she went to the doctor, and and you know, she swore there was something in her scalp, and the doctor thought she was nuts, and then he saw it move, and she had been some country where the worms they burrow into your scalp, and they they live in your head. This is the and, Borneo and were, one. Yeah, the genitalia Borneo worm. Yeah, that's it. I got it right here. Under your... Thanks for ruining my big story. I had one big story today. There you go. You ruin it. Yep. That's the, and, uh, uh, Dr. Debbie coming out with her testicle juggling video next month. I know. Yeah, sure. This is very cool. Oh, no, this is a different story. Yes, This it is, is a completely different story. You yes, didn't ruin my story here. I haven't seen this story yet, but this is good. If you live in New York City, you know there's a lot of bugs. Yeah, I think a lot of cockroaches and stuff. I you could attest to that, Alan. Right? Yeah. You've lived there before, right? Yes, there are there are a lot of there's like there's like eight million rats for each person. Did you ever have to bug bomb your house or those your apartment? Use those little foggers. 
No, we don't do that. You don't do that? Mm. No, because that kills you, too. Yeah, well, you're supposed to leave the house when you do this. Yes. Oh, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> uh, this last Wednesday, a woman in Chinatown found herself under attack from uh, these little creepy, creepy crawlers. crawlers. They don't really yeah. say what kind of bugs. So she decided she'd get 20 foggers. Not one, but 20, <gasps> 20 foggers. foggers. Mm-hmm. For her little new, and you know how small New York apartments are, right? Yeah. Like, uh, size of a closet. And uh, apparently the 20 foggers did not work. And so she went <laughs> and got another 20 foggers. The very next day, she set off another 20. That's 40 foggers in two days. That's, That's good thinking right there. Yeah. yeah. The second time around, they did get rid of the bugs, but only from an explosion. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> The fogger set off the pilot light in the stove, and boom, kaboom, yep, bing, kaboom. just like that. Oh, dear. got rid of the neighbors, too. I yeah. think uh, the whole building collapsed, part of it. Thanks for that story there, Judy. That really cheered me up. Yeah. That's like, did you guys ever see the old cartoon? I don't know. I think it's like Elmer Fudd, or, you know, and he's sitting there, and there's a fly in his house, and the whole cartoon is about him trying to get rid of the fly, and at the end of the cartoon, his whole house is destroyed. Talking about old Elmer Fudd episodes here on Animal Radio. <laughs> Uh, it's brought just to you by Throwback Saturday. Yeah, Kimpton Hotels, the pet friendliest hotels in over fifty major U.S. cities. Besides the amenities like the plush pet beds, pets stay free, zero fees, no size or weight restrictions. You can find out more about Kimpton's pet program by calling one eight 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 Kimpton K I M P T O N. And as I mentioned earlier, this Wednesday is the deadline for you to enter that contest. Uh, Hurry up, get your photo in. contest. Yes. It doesn't have to be a cat or dog; it can be any kind of animal. And if Creative. you don't, if you don't enter something, you can go vote. That's right. And we pick from the final twenty. Does that happen next week? Yes, I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be cool. Let's uh, hit the phones with Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's going on in your world? Well, I have a five-year-old mixed-breed dog who is part shepherd, female, and she is having issues with bladder stones. About oh, four months ago, we had one removed, and she has another. Okay. Did you have the stone analyzed? Do we know what it was made out of? No, we did not do that one. We will on this one. I still okay. have that stone, actually. Oh, well, excellent. You take that to your veterinarian and send that out. Um, the reason is because it's so important that we know what these stones are made of. Um, some stones we can prevent with diet. Um, some breeds are kind of predisposed to a certain variety of stones. There's calcium-based stone, phosphorus, silica, urate. Oh, my gosh, there's so many. In German shepherds, I would first think of a silica-based stone. It's it's one that this type of breed is just prone to. And so that's where that test is going to be so important to have that analyzed. If it is, um, it can be a very challenging stone to prevent, but some steps that we'll do are to move to diets that are very low in vegetable matter. Um, silica is very rich in things like uh, uh, different types of corn holes, rice holes, soybeans, anything basically that kind of grows out of the ground. Even potatoes can have silica. So for pets that have this particular type of stone, we'll go to more of a um, no-grain diet. Um, but the big thing is if anything is reoccurring, we got to make some steps and do some dietary changes to try to help out. And then the other things going along with that, any type of bladder stone, the ways we can help a pet to expel those crystals and the microscopic forms of those stones is to make sure they're producing lots and lots of urine. And the way we do that is we encourage them to drink, but you know, you can't always force it down. 
But we can add things like a little bit of salt to the food, and that increases their thirst, and that'll increase the, the urine output. The other thing would be just a simple way to do that is canned foods have a higher moisture content. So whatever diet your veterinarian says is going to be the appropriate one for your baby, um, the canned varieties are definitely going to be the better way to go to just try to pr- create lots of urine. And that way, we help to kind of basically flush the system naturally and try to get those crystals out before they build up into a stone. Um, but there are, there's a lot of other things that we have to look at. So really the first thing I'd say is get that stone tested and then find out if we've got infection going on. Cause there's, um, some stones that will be triggered by, um, a low grade infection in the bladder. And we've just got to get more info to, to better tackle this for the future. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Well, good luck with that, Cheryl, and give your baby a pat on the head. This is Dr. Debbie. We're all here waiting for your calls on behavior, medical care, um, or just a baloney with us. <laughs> give us a call at one 405 I love the people that make Animal Radio possible, like Stella and Chewies. These guys not only make it possible, but they... You want to answer that? We're going to take a phone call here. That wasn't my clone, was it? Okay. Green calls. Thank you very much for doing that. Anyway, this portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Stella and Chewies. Uh, don't forget you can pick up the intro pack for four ninety nine. This is a great way to find out if your dog likes the phenomenal pheasant, the Chewies chicken, the Simply Venison, the Stella's Super Beef, or the Duck Duck Goose dinner. All of them, all natural, no antibiotics, no grains, no fillers, and the food of Ladybug the Studio Santa. I know that's all I really need to mention. StellaandChewies.com is the website to learn more. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love animal radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals, like the Morris Animal Foundation does. When you think of Wall, you naturally think of clippers. But Wall has introduced a wide range of products that promise to streamline bath time and general grooming. Wall provides a full line of pet products including clippers and trimmer kits, brushes, shampoos, doggy deodorants, and even odor neutralizers. Wall doesn't just sell these products. Their website also features do-it-yourself information on how to care for your dog's grooming needs at home. Pet owners and professionals alike prefer Wall. Visit wallpet.com or find Wall products at a store near you. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's. Hey, what you doing? I'm online looking at a satellite view of the neighborhood. Huh, what's with all the dots? Green means it's for sale, yellow means sold. Gotcha. Hey, is that the house we looked at? Yeah, I love it. Maybe we should talk to a realtor, make an offer. Did that house just go from green to yellow? Yeah, sold right before our very eyes. Buyers are in the market, but there's a shortage of homes for sale. If you've been thinking about selling, now may be the right time. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. 
Don't you just hate paying for things you don't need? Well, I do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about PennyBackup.com. We all know about those big companies that allow us to back up our computer files to a safe place on the web, and, and that's great. What makes me crazy is that they make me pay for gigabytes of storage that I don't need. PennyBackup.com is here to the rescue. Same features, same data protection, same services, but you pay only 8.9 cents per gigabyte used. That's less than a dime per gigabyte. Save money, lose nothing along the way. Go to PennyBackup.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Let's hit the phones up first. It's all about you. We have Susan on the phone for Alan. Hey, Susan, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. I'm hoping that you can help me out here. Okay. I've got an 11-year-old toy poodle, male, who suddenly has become not broken. And I'm not sure what's going on. Um, We have had a a serious problem with fleas um, this summer, and I've been, you know, flea-dipping them or bathing them and taking care of that, trying to get that under control. And um, it seems like for the last couple months, uh, at least once a week, he um, misses and uh, pees or or poos on the the hardwood floor. And I, I don't know what to do about it. Um, can I ask you a question? Uh, do you have another dog, too? Yeah, I've got a, another toy poodle, female, and uh, she's a little older than the, than the male. And uh, how, long have, how long have they lived together? Their whole lives, or is it a recent thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah their okay. whole lives. Well, the first and, thing you and, should do... Good, I'm sorry, sweetie. I, I was going to say, I've got two um, boxers that are uh, outside dogs, but, um, you know, the poodles are the in-house so the the boxers have they always been around too, or are they new? Uh, they're probably three years old. But I mean, have you had them for a long time? Uh, just three years. Okay. Um, the first thing you should do is take the little fella, take him to the vet, because a lot of times when dogs start peeing in the house, it could be a medical problem. They get urinary tract infections just like people. Uh, they get kidney stones and bladder stones when they get a little older. You have to rule out uh, a medical condition before you can do anything else because, you know, your dog's 11 years old. There could be something medically going on. So you want to take your dog to the vet and make sure that is not what's going on. And then the second reason why dogs do this, a lot of times a change in the environment will cause dogs to start going in the house again. That's why I asked you if you got a new dog, because that would cause it. Sometimes even new dogs moving into the neighborhood will cause something uh, like that, anxiety. And sometimes, believe it or not, dogs, just like people, when they get a little older, they develop sometimes a form of Alzheimer's, and they actually forget. So if none of these if the, none of these is the problem, you just start over just like you did when your dog was a puppy. You clean the area up real good. Don't use ammonia because ammonia draws dogs back because their urine has pneumonia. So clean it up with a, a good product you get at the pet store that eliminates the scent so he doesn't return to the scene of the crime. And then you you have a regular schedule. You can find the dog when you're not able to give him attention, and then you have a regular schedule. So whenever you wake up, you take the dog out. After meals, you take the dog out. As soon as you return home from someplace, you take the dog out, and you go out with your dog on a leash, you have a treat, and as soon as your dog starts to go to the bathroom, as soon as that dog is done, you say, good dog, and give the dog a treat. The most important thing is regular schedule and structure and keeping everything the same. It's just like going back to square one with a puppy. And if you do this, your dog will snap out of it pretty quickly, as long as there's no medical condition. Okay, well, I'll... um certainly 
take those steps to eliminate the problem if I can. And uh, um, I think the first step is to get them checked up and uh, make sure that there's no medical problem, right? And then Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I appreciate it greatly. Thank you very much. Thanks for your call, Susan. We'll do a follow-up if need be. one 405 to connect with the Dream Team. And let's go to Ron. Hey, Ron, how are you doing? Okay, how are you? Good. What's up in your world? Uh, my wife and I have a 14 or 15, he might be 15-pound now, toy poodle that's uh, supposed to be 10. He's got leg problems. Uh, he's got uh, the doctor. His vet says that... Uh, Something about his knee pop out a joint or something like that. He, he said that he's only a year old. And uh, okay. the vet said from six months ago that he just doesn't even look like the same dog on the x-rays. So wow. Okay. I'm wondering, is that, is that common in toy poodle breeds? or? Well, if it is what I'm thinking, um, did they describe where the kneecap pops out of joint or did they say a ligament was damaged? I, I believe that he's. My wife said something about uh, a kneecap popping out of joint. Okay. So if it's a kneecap popping out, absolutely, yeah, that would be very, very common in a toy poodle. And actually, any small little toy breed of dog, it is a congenital problem that um, just real prone to these guys. And, and with it, it's basically where the, the groove that the kneecap sits in, in the knee, in some dogs, it's just too shallow. So the kneecap kind of slides out of position when they're walking or even just hanging out. And um, it becomes painful. They can't put weight on it because if you're, you can't use your quadriceps muscle, um, your kneecap has to be in place. So when they can't bend it, it it's painful and they'll carry the leg. Um, I do see some dogs that they'll just skip. So they'll run along in the yard and you may see them playing and all of a sudden they pick up the leg for a couple steps and then all of a sudden the leg's back down. That's an early symptom of that your pet may have a kneecap problem. Um, so I, I have... I've had dogs have surgery as young as six months of age for this. Um, and actually, one of my receptionists, her, her own little puppy, just recently recovered from having this done on both knees um, because it was really so severe. So if your vet is seeing uh, you know, an appreciable change on either x-rays or on the physical exam, and if that's also accompanied with her showing symptoms of either limping, discomfort, or kind of a crouched gait, or even like a bow-legged appearance, um, a combination of those things would be, you know, we need to do something. And, and surgery may be the best thing for the pet that's having, all, you know, all of those symptoms going on at once. That did mention surgery, but I was wondering, he did give him a prescription, sort of a pain pill. I was wondering about the weight, how much that would contribute to it. He is overweight, and what... What can we do? I mean, the vet says that really in the wild they, they'll eat till they can't hold him more than they won't eat for another <laughs> couple of days. They don't want to deprive him of anything. <laughs> but he's, yeah. Uh, how would we, I don't know how to go about that, wean him off to get and we're in it, we're truck drivers, so he really, in my opinion, now my wife says I'm wrong, but in my opinion he doesn't get enough exercise that he should. Mm-hmm. But they say in the poodle book that just, uh, if he's a house dog, they get enough exercise running around the house. Well, 
Well, tip, yeah. I mean, that's typical. But now if, if we're sharing more of our uh, food with our pets um, and they're not expending a lot of calories and they're just little couch potatoes, you know, hanging out with us, traveling with us, um, you know, something's got to give here. So for me, I don't always focus on an absolute number on weight. Um, I like that strategy. It works for me. I don't like to talk about numbers when I step on the scale. Um, so what we talk about is body condition score. So I would basically, you know, if I had your doggy in front of me, I'd have my hands on the sides, um, on the up and down from the top to the bottom on the abdomen. And, and we really ought to feel little rib lines. If we're not feeling that, we've got a little extra fatty padding in there. You know, we may have a, a situation where some weight loss may help. It's not going to stop what's going on in these knees, but it may take some of that stress off your dog's um, knees, make it a little easier to get around. Um, but the weight doesn't directly cause the development of this problem. So I would work on keeping your baby as lean as we could. So if that means you got to <laughs> um, watch what you're feeding, um, you know, exercise is something we would want to do. Go ahead. He eats better than I do. Steak, chicken, hamburger. All right. <laughs> so so you're coming clean. I like that. About, uh, she said that there's joint supplements. She's got a beach on it. She said that mm-hmm. she gave it like a glucosamine for people. Do they have that? Sure. Yeah, so for the, the milder cases of a patellar problem, I would use a joint supplement and using that daily. Um, and then, you know, if you're using pain medicine, there's different classes we can use. Um, for a pet that has a mild symptom of it, you know, we might not need to give them pain medicine. But if, if, if she's more severely affected, um, you know, giving her some pain medicine, keeping her activity quiet for some time, and then really, you know, I would have to defer to your vet as far as, you know, if they're saying that, you know, she really needs surgery, um, you know, all the good diets, and joint supplements in the world aren't going to change that. So I think that's something that you really got to kind of follow the direction of what your your vet is saying there. But uh, I'm going to tell you to put that steak away and let this let's, let this doggy eat some dog food here, Ron. <laughs> he won't. He's full. He's way past dog. He used to when we first got him at eight weeks. He loved that dry that. Uh, what did they call it? I forget the name of it, but it was top line stuff, and he just crunched on it and loved it to pieces. But it's our fault, really. He hasn't trained us very well as parents. Uh, you know, he's done a very good job training you there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I would say, yeah, Ron, keep, keep him on a joint supplement. Keep, get him lean down for you. Um, and if he's actively limping, you know, let's really talk about, you know, if we need to pursue surgery here or not. He mentioned the vet, his vet mentioned it, but he, he didn't say an absolute. How does the surgery usually work out for him if they do go through that? You know, for most dogs, if we do it when they're young, before they get a lot of arthritis changes, they do wonderfully. It keeps them moving. Um, you know, it really gives in the best function of that leg before they get a lot of muscle atrophy, muscle muscle loss. Um, so it, it's the best thing to, to catch them young if we think they're going to need the surgery. It can be done at any point later, but just you know we'll have less benefits if arthritis sets in. Um, but uh, it, it you know certainly it's uh, it's got its place. And I usually there's grades of patellar problems, so a lower grade dog doesn't need surgery. But um, on the scale of one to four, four being the worst, one being the most mild. I usually would recommend surgery for a pet with a grade three or four. So um, you might ask your vet to clarify that and see if, if where he fits into the scheme there. Hey, what you doing? I'm online looking at a satellite view of the neighborhood. Huh. What's with all the dots? Green means it's for sale, yellow means sold. Gotcha. Hey, is that the house we looked at? Yeah, I love it. Maybe we should talk to a realtor, make an offer. Did that house just go from green to yellow? Yeah, 
Sold right before our very eyes. Buyers are in the market, but there's a shortage of homes for sale. If you've been thinking about selling, now may be the right time. Every market's different. Call a realtor today and visit realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Don't you just hate paying for things you don't need? Well, I do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about pennybackup.com. We all know about those big companies that allow us to back up our computer files to a safe place on the web, and, and that's great. What makes me crazy is that they make me pay for gigabytes of storage that I don't need. Pennybackup.com is here to the rescue. Same features, same data protection, same services, but you pay only 8.9 cents per gigabyte used. That's less than a dime per gigabyte. Save money, lose nothing along the way. Go to pennybackup.com. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for any even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. I'm not sure why people have to learn the hard way, but they do. It seems pretty obvious that you shouldn't be kissing a lion. And that's the lesson for a Canadian teenager. She was mauled by a lion in South Africa. Lauren Fagan was attempting to kiss the fur of a caged male lion at Wildlife Rehab Center. And the lion just wasn't in the mood, I guess. It dragged her by the legs into his cage, and a female lion also joined in the attack. Fagan says she's lucky to be alive. She'll be out of the hospital in about a week. Well, a bald eagle that flew the coop on the 4th of July in Baton Rouge is still letting freedom ring. WBRZ-TV reports the bird escaped while its exhibit at the city zoo was being worked on. Several tips have been called in as to the bald eagle's whereabouts, but so far the bird on loan from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is still being sought. Oh, wouldn't you hate to be on the other end of that phone call? Oh, hi, we're here uh, to pick up the bird. We're, we've decided to take the bird back, put it in another zoo. Um, The eagle's sleeping now. He can't come to the phone. We'll pack his bags and give you a call when he's ready to leave. Oh, that's a scary thing. But what I did hear about that bird is that um, originally they thought the bird couldn't fly. They They were taking care of that bird because they thought the bones were broken. As soon as they turned their back, boom, out the door. Dog owners are in the majority in the U.S. According to the latest American Pets poll, 52% prefer pups as a pet, while just 21% would rather have a cat. But few people believe in the stereotypical crazy cat lady or man. Just 23% think cat owners are weirder than dog owners. And the feline family rules when it comes to less convention and animal companions. Just over a quarter would choose a tiger if they were to have an exotic pet, to put it at the top of the list of survey options. Giraffes take second place with nods from about 20%. I'd much rather have a giraffe than a, a, a tiger. A tiger will kill you. 
18% would have a pet dinosaur. Well, that's pretty hard to come by. you probably pay a lot to get a pet dinosaur. 16% would welcome an elephant into their family. And polar bears are popular among 14% of people. But just 6% think an alligator would make a really good pet. Employees at St. Vincent de Paul Thrift Shop in Australia were surprised to learn that the culprit behind an apparent break-in was a 19-foot python. According to the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, the staff at the Ingham store came to work on a Tuesday in an afternoon, and they found the place was ransacked, but their search for a possible burglar eventually led them to the giant reptile. Local snake catcher Virginia McGrath was called in to take care of the snake, which she says was one of the biggest she had ever seen. The deal-seeking python was uh, reportedly released into the nearby wetlands. Pretty scary. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. What a great family vacation. And we save so much money with Hotels.com on our amazing hotel. Don't say that in front of the vendors. If they know that we have extra money, it will be a feeding frenzy. <laughs> Hot dogs, popcorn. How about some cotton candy? It's okay. Oh I can mix you any color you want. Commemorative lunch boxes. You need three. The Hotels.com summer sale. On now through August 12th. With savings so great, you won't be able to keep it a secret. Book now and save up to 40%. Hotels.com. Finding you the perfect place at the perfect price. If you depend on prescription opioid painkillers or heroin to get through each day... You may ask yourself, how did I get here? Withdrawal and rehab seem like scary and difficult roads, but there is a different way. I know because I was just like you and I found it at TurnToHelpNow.com. At TurnToHelpNow.com, I learned about different ways to get help, including those in a private setting without the need for daily visits. Find your courage and go to TurnToHelpNow.com today. portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Wall Home Pet Products. You know, pet grooming can be easy. It can be pain-free with Wall's extensive, and I do mean extensive, line of grooming products, which includes clippers, brushes, shampoos. Pet owners and pet professionals and even our very own Joey Volanier prefer Wall. Visit them at wallpet.com. That's W-A-H-L pet.com to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog father, Joey Volani. I want to talk about prescription shampoos here because... I'm noticing more and more people coming in, and they're bringing their own products that are prescribed by the veterinarians. The problem 
what it doesn't tell you, if, if you actually read, most of these people, they don't, they don't read the bottle. The bottle basically says that you need to do this um, a number of times. So it needs to be done maybe once, twice, three, four, five times a week. Um, and they bring it to me, and they want it to work um, once every six weeks. The first thing you want to do is make sure you know how often it needs to be um, applied to the pet. Secondly, and this is the most important, this these products are made, and they're most of the time they're soap-free. So basically, they're not good cleaning products. They're more to solve a problem than to clean your pet. And what you have to make sure is that you're starting with something that's clean first before you're using this. It is not going to hurt your pet if you take a good regular pet shampoo. Use that first and then use this product second. And what that's going to do, it's going to clean the skin, it's going to get all the dirt and oil away, and it's going to make the second product, which is the medicated product, work a hell of a lot better. And then usually they have to stay on. I would just, you know, read the instructions and let them stay on. When you don't do this, what ends up happening is is the product just sits on top of the dirt and oil because it can't penetrate, it can't get down, it can't really do what it's made to do. So really all you're doing is, not only wasting your time and money, but you're not solving the problem that the um, product was prescribed for. See, I would have just put the medicated a, shampoo on without doing anything else first. I well, it, they don't. You know, yeah. it's it's funny because it doesn't tell you. Um, no. They don't. They don't tell you that, and you, you notice some big difference just in a couple of days when you do it that way. You need to start on something clean. Got it, so, Joe. You're, you're you're more of a what's that doctor you go to when you got a skin problem? What do they call those guys? Again? Dermatologist. Yeah, yeah. You're like a dermatologist, Joey. You really are. I, I mean, think most groomers are. You're amazing because, you know, my wife, she used to have oily skin, and she would wash her face like 90 times a day, and she would get even more oily skin. And you're right. You know, you got to put oil on to get rid of oil. You'd never think that that would be the case, but that's exactly true. Do you know where the first time I learned that was from a dry cleaner? A dry cleaner that I knew to remove the stain, the oil stain in my shirt, had used oil to take it out. And it just made common sense. And then just talking to some veterinarians, I found out it was basically the same idea with your pet's coat. So there it goes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> the way you learn things, Joey, it's just amazing how much you know in your head. Just by going to the dry cleaners. You see that? And we go to Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You? Good. What's up? I'm wondering if, if me clipping my bird's wings, my son, Conyer, uh, would that jeopardize our relationship? Uh, if I did it myself. Well, Ronnie, um, let me ask you a quick question. Did you ever clip wings before? I mean, do you know how to do no, it? No, I haven't. Not at this time. I was uh, just considering, you know, learning the well, skill. It's it's not it's it's not hard. The first thing is, it, can you handle your bird? Does your bird bite if you handle her? If in 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 more in more of a rough manner than than just petting her. He doesn't like to be touched. Um, I insist on it okay. once, once in a while. I don't know whether that's the right thing to do or not, but I insist on it once in a while. But he do, he would rather just be looked at and maybe uh, sit on my finger or, or uh, you know on my shoulder or something like that and not be touched. Well, the, the first thing and the most important thing is, is just if you're going to do this, just get a a, a, a good towel or a good handler's glove that they're not going to. Because I'm sure you know bird bites do hurt. Um, is it going to affect your relationship? You know what? It's like this. It's like it's like my I go back to my childhood. My mom used to give us a good old every now and then whooping with a wooden spoon when we were bad, okay? <laughs> At the end of the day, we still loved her, okay? I mean, we respected her. But no, it's, it's, it's not going to. It's, it's really not. They, um, they basically say that most birds have the mind of a three-year-old child. I cut my 
bird's wings all the time. I mean, she's used to it. She lets me do it, um, and and I never have any problems at all with it. The only thing, though, you know, what your bird may um, reject after a while, if if you, there's certain scissors that you use, once they get to know that these are the scissors that you're going to be using to clip her wings, um, you know, she may she may put up a little bit of a fuss at that point in time. But when it's done, it's done. The most important thing is is that. I would say, because I can explain it to you over the air, but it's really, it's more of a visual thing. Get yourself a good book or go online and get a good visual of how to clip the wings. It's not real hard, but you got to watch the blood feathers. And you have to make sure that you don't take off too much. And without seeing wow. your bird, I really can't tell you because your bird has to have the proper balance still. What you don't want to do is cut it too much that they can't fly a little bit. They need to be able to fly a little bit. So if they fall off something high, they're not going to damage anything or break anything I, I, but um no I, I wouldn't worry about the relationship i got a question here because i'm the i'm the lead idiot here and uh why do you clip a bird's wings what is, what is that about well i'm gonna tell you after having my bird for 30 plus years <laughs> okay and stop clipping her wings because you know what she would go on my shoulders she would um run outside she would run back in the day before we were flying to super zoo my bird decided that she's going to fly out the door and, and go up in, in the um, 60-foot tree wow. and, and go hang out up top. So that's why you do it. We got her out. I mean, we coerced it down. But you do it because, you know what, they're birds. And eventually, they're going to want to, you know, fly. So you know, it's to whether... keep them from flying away. More, yes, exactly. So I'm keeping them flying away and hurting themselves, too. The last thing you want to do, if you let your bird out, you don't want your bird flying around the house because they're going to hit into windows. They're going to hit into furniture and they're only going to get hurt. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to make them so unmobile that they can't at least get out of danger. So okay. if they are falling, you want to be able to, that they can flap their wings and at least have a gentle landing, not like it's, you know, crash, bang, broken breastbone. How do you tell which one are blood wings? What blood do you call feathers, them? Blood feathers? Blood, yeah, what you'll do is if you hold if you hold the bird's wings out, and what you'll do is you'll look on the casing of the feather itself. Now that's that, it almost looks like a, like a plastic tube that runs down the middle of, of the feather where everything branches off of. If it's clear, that means it's the, the blood feather has receded because all feathers are blood feathers, um, all main feathers are, huh. and, until they mature. Wow. When they mature, what happens is it recedes. It'll be clear. If it's red, that means there's actually blood inside of that. It's almost like a quick on a nail, and it's a pain in the neck when you cut it because you actually got to now pull it out of the wing itself, and then you've got to apply some type of uh, you know septic and with a bird you know it's it's um a little bit difficult <sighs> birds are so complex they definitely can be but we i love them i was wondering if i might be able to ask uh, one other question treats do you have any suggestion for treats mine doesn't seem to like anything but it's just re but it's regular food um are you feeding um fruits and vegetables or even uh, nutri berries no just the uh you know uh food from the pet store but um and i can't tell you the brand but you know it's supposed to be you know the, the top brand there at a uh, at pitco anyway i'll tell you what unfortunately seed isn't the greatest thing i mean don't forget with birds and i got a, a, a big lesson um in birds from a veterinarian so especially on nutrition the big thing is this is they were fruit eaters and they were vegetation eaters and what we did is we've taken them and we've domesticated them and we made them seed eaters now the problem with that in most cases is they don't get all the nutrition that they should so if your bird is just eating seed you definitely want to see if you can get them on some fruits and vegetables
head back to the phones in just a second. I want to speak to our bud, A.D. Dolphin, from D-Herbs. Tell him how well the detox is going for Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. I, I don't know if it's this that's doing it, but her coat looks a lot shinier. Hey, A.D., how you doing? Hey, everything is great. Glad to be here. I got to tell you, this detox thing, and you know, I had a lot of preconceptions about what it might be about. At first, I was afraid that she'd be going to the bathroom all the time or something like that, but the detox, all natural, safe herbs. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. That's what it's supposed to do. Now, you have this for the human, too, right? Absolutely. It's called the Full Body Cleanse at dherbs.com. At dherbs.com, there's over 400. Pet, is it just the pet products? You have a lot of, it's a big website, a lot of great products over there. Absolutely. We have tons of information, and the, probably the best thing about it, we have tons of free information. So all you have to do is visit the site, and it's a wealth of information there. How often do you detox your pet? How often should I yeah. detox Ladybug? Yeah, well, age can play a role, but just cleansing in general is just really based upon the food that they're consuming. But I would say a good amount is probably about twice a year. Now, we've been talking about the cleanse. What other pet products do you have over at the website? Oh, we have tons. We have stuff for immunity. We have stuff for Ooh. joints. We have stuff for kidneys, liver. We have a variety of products. And Judy's just handed this to me that you are offering a 10% discount for Animal Radio listeners? Is this right? Absolutely. Oh, All they have to do is type in Animal Radio on their way out of the uh, store at their discount code, and they'll receive 10%. Maybe that's just one word, Animal Radio. Put it together as one, one word, yes. And just like D-Herbs, because I get this call all the time. People are saying, how do you spell D-Herbs? It's <laughs> D-H-E-R-B-S, D-Herbs.com, A.D. Dolphin. I appreciate what you're doing for the animals. Thank you so much. We'll talk with I you. I appreciate what you guys are doing. You yeah. guys are definitely spreading the word. Vinny Penn, your party animal, coming at you on Animal Radio. You know, I was just thinking the other day about something very interesting. I've admitted here on the air before, when I was very, very, very little to being afraid of dogs, which is why I understand my daughter's fear of dogs. And then, of course, we wound up owning two, and they were two of the greatest loves of my life, my two dogs, Rocky and uh, Cruiser. But I was remembering the other day that... What doesn't help, because somebody almost said it to my daughter, and I stopped them, is when you're told, oh, don't be afraid of dogs, they can smell fear, you know. No six-year-old wants to hear the word, they can they can smell, they'll know I'm afraid. Oh, and if they smell, I remember someone specifically saying to me, they'll smell the fear. First of all, fear doesn't even have a scent. But somebody said to me, they'll smell it on you, and it drives them up. Because next thing you know, you're walking by a dog, and you're like, I'm not afraid of you. You certainly can't smell that fear. What are you looking at? There's no reason to look. And there is this weird kind of electric, in-the-air current thing happens that a dog will start barking. I remember one time walking by a dog. I'm not afraid. I'm not, just looking straight ahead. I'm not afraid. And he started looking at him, side eyes at him. Well, oh, you look you're, you're walking like a young boy who's afraid of me. And now I'm going to give you something to be afraid of. What is it with the they can smell the fear thing? I don't even understand that. And if that were the case, wouldn't dogs just be beefing with skunks? Wouldn't it just be something out of West Side Story? Don't tell little kids that dogs can smell the fear. That is Vinnie Penn's mantra on this week's Party Animal. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
Well, it looks like Joey Volani's poison ivy has subsided. Good news. We'll find out more in just a couple of seconds right here. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Wall Home Pet Products. You know, pet grooming can be easy. It can be pain-free with Wall's extensive line of grooming products, which includes, you know, the clippers, the brushes, the shampoos. Pet owners and pet professionals prefer Wall. Visit them at wallpet.com to get started. And in Joey's hands, I see a lithium-ion rechargeable pet clipper kit, the odor neutralizer, the oatmeal shampoo, and the no-rinse waterless shampoo. Take in mind, Joey has big hands. Big, big hands. Yeah. And where are you going with that? <laughs> anyway. Leave it to the uh, listeners' imagination. You know, this isn't only a lithium-ion clipper. This is the Pro Series, Hal. It you is. Know, keep leaving that out. Yep, I'm sorry. It's a rechargeable pet clipper that has three times more power and two times up to the running power of the old one. Um, this is a, this is really cool. You know what I like about it? What? And if you look at the back here, it has the whole accessory kit here. It has the comb. It has the comb attachment so you could snap them on and give your dog... Uh, um, the length of haircut you want. Um, it has a scissor. It has um, the blade guide and oil so you can keep it in good shape. And it's this is almost the same quality. Um, well, it's the same quality. It's almost the same clipper I use because um, I use wool products anyway. It has my professional clipper. So, honestly, they're taking business away from me. So I'm not going to do any more of these commercials um, today, okay? Because <laughs> they're just taking business away. And then, you know, you got the auto neutralizer, which I love. And the um the waterless shampoo. You spray that on, towel it off, and you got a dog that's ready to go out on the town. I use it. You use I it on yourself. Spray I spray it on, I wipe it off, and I go out on the town. Me and Alan. Alan's, you know, his his wife's oh. away, so you know, we're going out oh. tonight. We are gonna party hard, buddy. You're getting all that's walled right. up. <laughs> we're getting walled up, up, baby. That's right, man. We're going to the bar. We're going to the ice bar, the new ice bar. Getting on a plane, going to the ice bar. There you go. Hi Tenny, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing fine. How are you? Oh, splendid. Wait, you must be like calling from the south somewhere. <laughs> you can tell, huh? <laughs> I love I love it. If you've been listening for any time at all, you know I love those southern accents. <laughs> well, I do have one, I guess. But I know you called to talk to Alan, our dog trainer. Uh-huh. You like southern accents, Alan, don't you? I love southern accents. I love southern women. I love everything about the south, especially where it is in the south. There you go. Can't beat it. <laughs> so what's happening with your dog? Actually, I have two. Uh, my oldest one is four and a half, and it's a mini schnauzer. And we have, in the last year or a little over, we have gotten a uh, chihuahua uh, weenie dog mix from the pound, and uh, we kind of rescued it. But uh, he is uh, a barker, and, and the barking is... I know in his nature with the weenie dog, I mean with the chihuahua, they do tend to bark a lot. But uh, we have trained them both to stay in the yard, and they have recently decided the yard crosses the highway, <laughs> and they're bothering a little boy next door uh, over there. Uh, Angel, our oldest one, has she loves to be petted, and this little boy pets her, and I think Tucker, the other one, is trying to protect her, but he barks at the little boy, and I'm trying to break him from that. I can't seem to to do it. I don't really know if there's something maybe you could do to help. Yes. Yeah, so you, uh, the dogs, run out of the yard across the street. Is that what they do? Yes. The, okay. 
I'm trying to keep them in the yard, but they don't seem to want to listen. Well, the easy way to get the dogs to stay in the yard, of course, you could get one of those leash things that screws into the ground, and they've got like 20 feet of rope or leash, and, the, and they can't go across the street if you can't be there to correct them. The easiest way uh, for dogs to be taught not to do something or that something is inappropriate and you don't like the behavior is that you have to be there to make the corrections. You have to be there to, to stop the behavior. And, uh, you know, the one dog is not trying to protect the other dog. That's not why she's barking at the child and getting all crazy and cranked up. She's just trying to be, uh, she's afraid. And she's probably more likely trying to make the child afraid and trying to be in charge, you know. She's, she's acting, trying to be the boss is what it is. And the child doesn't know what to do, so she's getting her way. And, and the more they bark, the more you feed into it, the more you yell stop, 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 the worse it's always going to be because dogs don't know you're yelling stop, stop, stop. They just know you're reacting to it. They actually think you're joining in. They actually think you're a dog and you're joining in with the same behavior. They don't know that you want them to stop barking because you're yelling. And the only way to teach dogs not to do something is to make firm corrections when they're doing it. And the way you make a firm correction is either with a jolt of a leash or will you poke them in the neck and redirect their energy and their attention or you just go, hey, and you poke them in the neck. You've got to let them know that, no, you can't do this. This is not what I want. This is not the behavior I want. And as soon as they stop doing it and they calm down, that's when you praise them and you say, oh, good dog. So that lets them know, yeah, he likes this or she likes this behavior. She doesn't like that behavior. So if you want to teach your dog not to bark at the child, you actually have to be there while it's happening, make the correction instantly. And that's critical. It's got to happen instantly, within a second, or the dog doesn't understand what's wrong, what you're correcting them for. Does that make any sense to you? Yes. Do little exercises where you walk your dog across the street on a leash. As soon as your dog starts to bark at the child, turn the opposite direction and walk away quickly. Your dog's going to get jolted in the neck by the leash. Don't say anything. Just do that. Then turn around again. Start walking towards the child with your dog on a leash at your side. As soon as your dog starts to go kooky or you can see your dog shifting into that kooky state of mind, turn around and walk the other way very briskly. Your dog's going to get a correction. And your dog is going to figure out that every time she barks at this child, she's going to get a major correction. And that's a real simple way to teach your dog not to bark. Now, it's going to take time. You're going to have to do it for a long time consistently. Your dog will every now and then slip back into that bad behavior, so you've got to be there to make the corrections. Does that make sense? Yes, I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you a lot. Take care of yourself. You're welcome. We appreciate it. Okay, there you go. I hope that helped. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us. Remember to check no, us out. Re- oh, you have no, got more? The show will not. I refuse to leave. I refuse. refuse the to The show go? cannot end, though. No, I'm not ready. Not ready. Then okay. you can stay. I'm going. I'm going home. I'm yeah. going to get out in that I'm beautiful out. weather there. I encourage you to download the Animal Radio app, if you will. And uh, you can ask your questions right from the app or listen to past shows. We'll see you right here next week for more Animal Radio on this fine station. Bye-bye. One last call? Bye. No, let's, let's go home. Hey, Hal. <laughs> Who's this? It's me, Hal. What do you want hey, now? Hey, listen, I'm really sick and tired of being cloned, okay? It was an accident, okay? Can you unclone me or something? I have no control over it. Leave me alone. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.